So, today is called Back to What and From Where. Well, we do we do events in our life. I just did the 10-day Vipassana thing, and oh, I'm going away, and then I'm coming back. And it's like, back to what? And from where, where did I go? Because uh, it, once I've gone and come back, it's all in my imagination anyway. It's the same with any vacation, any trip we ever take. Once we're, once we're back, it's in our imagination. We're making it all up. And, and so you could just go home this afternoon, sit in your rocking chair, and take a big trip. And when you come back out of that reverie, you will have been there, and you will have made it all up. It's a little disconcerting considering the thousands and thousands of dollars some of us have spent on travel to realize, oh, I made it up. Have a good time on your trip. <laughs> I wasn't thinking about that when I said that, but it, it's true. I mean, I, I have been to Sedona and I remember the first time I went there, my head wanted to explode. Yeah, you're driving along and you're driving along. Driving along, you're driving along. I thought, what's the big deal? So it's, oh my gosh. Oh my, look at these rocks. Look at the red. Look at the chapel. Look at the everything. And it's like, oh. But you see, I made that up. But it really happened, Sean. Well, it didn't, it didn't. I looked at it and told myself it was this. Somebody else might look at, might look at it and say, eh. You know, after going to Greece, I couldn't, I, I've really never seen a view that quite matched traveling, traveling through the Peloponnese Mountains in Greece. It's a, it's, it just goes on forever, and it's so beautiful, and, and I've never quite seen a country. And so when I go someplace, anywhere, really, they said, look at that view. I said, that's very nice, <laughs> because it wasn't what I made up in Greece. I mean, I had to ask the bus driver, or our tour guide, to ask the bus driver every day, please ask him to slow down on these curves going up through this mountain because it's freaking me out <laughs> because of what I told myself. And a little Dramamine helped too. But, but to, uh, we make, we're just making everything up. I love this. The Buddha said, it is better to travel well than to arrive. Okay, that, that resonates with me. Confucius said, wherever you go, go with all your heart. To travel is to take a journey into yourself. Danny Kay. Every day is a journey, and the journey itself is home. Matsuo Basho said that. You all quote Matsuo, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> The real voyage of discovery consists not in seeking new landscapes, but in having new eyes. Marcel Proust. We shall not cease from exploration, and the end of all our exploring will be to arrive where we started and know the place for the first time. T.S. Eliot. And, and I, that, that's... I've gotten to experience that a lot. I remember the first time I did, I went on the Vipassana. And if you want to know what that's about, go back and listen to the talk from two weeks ago. <coughs> I, it explains my whole Vipassana journey up in Massachusetts and, and the thing. But I remember the first time I did it, I was driving home that morning 
and not one bit of that highway looked familiar. And as I came down 95, because I missed the exit to the Merritt, I was on the phone with David, I just I didn't even notice it. I'm coming down and I said, exit 18, how could this be 18? It doesn't look at all familiar. Exit 17, the fifth, it, nothing looked familiar. And yet it was home. It was like I was getting there for the first time. And it was really quite thrilling. Uh, this is not a quote so much as, as spiritual teaching. Our divinity is fully realized by going through an evolutionary spiritual journey in which we come to know oneness in God. This is not news for the intellect. Knowing this in our intellect does nothing for our spiritual journey. We must know it in our experience. Our travels through every day must be known within our experience as opposed to our intellect. Everything I just read, you, you need to experience those quotes. And so, oh, oh, what, what reaction do I have with anything that, that I say? Rather than, oh, that's so smart. I can't wait to pass it along to my friends this afternoon. What did you say again, Sean? <laughs> that was the best thing I ever heard. What was it? <laughs> And, and, and so to, to look at that, we must know everything in our experience. So our journeys and our travel and our, uh, every, our absolute everything. I, I, I still on Sedona there at the chapel on the rock. <laughs> Are you familiar with it? Have you heard about it? Oh, have you been there? Yeah. I didn't realize that. So it's Gabe, I was at the chapel on the rock. <laughs> uh, that's where I, my whole forgiveness experience with my dad happened because his ashes were scattered. If you're looking at the chapel on the left behind the wall. And, and it's like, I was just sitting there and suddenly I didn't need him not to, to have done the things he did when I was a child. So that I didn't need him not to have behaved at all. He was just my dad. He actually, he was just Jack at that point as opposed to my dad because I didn't really know him. And he was just Jack. And I was... I was fine with that. I was set free by that. But also up on the hill, there's a good fudge store. <laughs> Have you been there? <laughs> See, I know some things. So I'm going to read from Holy Spirit's interpretation of the New Testament, Luke 16.1. And it says, There are many questions that will come into your mind as you follow this path with me. Remember, this is the Holy Spirit, the highest consciousness within us speaking that will come into your mind as you follow this path with me. You will often wonder what is right to do and what is wrong to do. Because a lot of our life is spent focused on right and wrong. Oh, I'm stupid. I did the wrong thing. I'm dumb. Or the worst, I'm bad. Because I did the right thing as if I... And, and, but nobody can actually take credit for being good, can they, when they do the right thing? I am good. I did the right thing. They can't quite go there. It's just I'm not as bad as I w would have been if I had done the, the wrong thing. So you will often wonder what is right to do and what is wrong to do, and you will feel confusion and worry within your mind. Let me remind you that confusion and worry are not of me. They are resistance. So you may rejoice that you do not need to listen to them. Pay attention to this. Confusion and worry are not of spirit. They are resistance to the good that is. 
So we may rejoice that we do not need to listen to that voice of right and wrong, good and bad. When confusion and worry are upon you, simply rest and let them pass. When you're feeling peaceful and joyous again, do whatever comes into your mind for you to do. Let me address the concepts of right and wrong now. For these concepts lead to confusion. Do you not notice that right and wrong are judgments? Have I not asked you to lay aside judgment? In a case you never heard that request of the highest in your conscious mind. No, it has asked before. It is asking again to lay aside judgment. Do not worry that you will be wrong in something that you do. Remember, and uh, if you all recall, I, many retreats I've read this and I've read it from the pulpit. It's not this exact thing, but it's this lesson. It says, remember, I've told you that you only have two experiences on this path, willingness and resistance. That is our entire experience makeup. Willingness and resistance. You might say, it sure seems a lot, like a lot more, doesn't it? That's because there are so many sensations that go along with willingness and resistance. Choose with willingness and you will feel joyful and all things will be helpful. Choose with resistance and you've only chosen delay. Knowing our oneness with God is revealed through the incredible journey of becoming conscious. That journey for the purpose of this course, this lesson today, uh, begins with the state of awareness known as mortal consciousness and evolves into the same mind that is in Christ Jesus, the master consciousness. Now, in unity, we like to use Jesus as the, as the master teacher, but there are lots of master teachers. Buddha was a master teacher. Uh, Muhammad was a master teacher. Confucius was a master teacher. Lots of master teachers. Unity chose Jesus, and I'm okay with it. It's, but it's the Jesus Christ. It's not the Jesus the man. The, the way that Jesus the man was the great example is he chose the Christ within himself to let him lead, him, lead himself rather than his ego. And, I, uh, and that, isn't that what we all want for ourselves? Wouldn't we rather let the highest thinking lead us into our choices and our decision making and our relationships and our and uh, how we handle everything, how we choose everything. Wouldn't we rather that than an ego that is terrified of losing? Anybody? The answer is yes, you would. Okay, uh, I saw a few. Uh -huh. <laughs> so as we embark on this journey, it will be important to remember three things. We are continually being drawn by God into the fullness of our divinity by the activity of God's grace, which is at the core of our being. And from the Christ fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. We are destined for Christ consciousness. It is an inevitability. We also call it the super conscious mind. It's the same thing. See, these are all words. Do not let yourself be deterred on your path of awakening because this church uses certain words or this class uses certain words that are a distraction to you. Do not be distracted by that. Find the word that works for you. Reinterpret so that you can hear 
what you need to hear. That's what I did. When I came into unity, I had no use for Jesus. Jesus to me was just an intermediary between me and God, according to the religion I came out of. You pray to Jesus, and hopefully Jesus will get a time to go to God, and then maybe your good will happen. And that wasn't logical. I thought, well, if Jesus can go to God, I can go to God. So I had to put aside the teachings from my childhood, from that church, and not hate that church. There was no reason for me to hate that church. I was at a point where I was happy with what I was learning, and I could compare the two. So there was nothing bad about that church. There was not, uh, in, my, in my first seminary, the Interfaith Seminary, uh, we were taught always in addition to, never instead of so that we didn't have to hate our childhood or any of those teachers or teachings. We could uh, embrace it all and know that it all brought me to where I am today. And as long as you're pleased with where you are today, there's no reason to be mad at the past. There's no reason to wish the past were different. Uh, Does anybody remember, besides David, because I just said it to him this morning, uh, what I say the cause of all our suffering is? It's a form of it, but the, the, what I say. Social media. <laughs> no, social media, he said. <laughs> no, I've never said that. It is uh, being here and wishing I were there. That's, and it does resistance. So you're not wrong, but it's not what I say. Uh, <laughs> being here and wishing I were there. And I get so frustrated. I'll say, but there is good. And I'm ignoring whether or not here is good. That was, But that's shinier. <laughs> People seem to be having more fun there. I'm over here in contemplation. I'm over here considering God. And they're over there eating cotton candy and riding rides. I remember as a kid, they made me go to vacation Bible school. And it seemed to happen every year on the week that the playground opened. And I really liked the week the playground opened. But no, I had to go to vacation Bible school where I always ended up having a great time. There were a whole bunch of us at the church we went to. And, and I had fun with these kids. But it was that agonizing it didn't. Vacation Bible school didn't look quite as shiny as the opening of the playground. The playground was going to be there all summer. But that first, how could you tell me I can't go there that first week? You know, it's very important. I guess it was like, what it was like for people in New York at the opening of Studio 54. And if they had to work that day. <laughs> it's, it's a, but, 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 I, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm a lot older than that now. I haven't, I don't go to vacation Bible school anymore unless it's our retreats. And I, I don't have playgrounds. Yeah, I haven't been to a playground in a long time. Uh, and, never mind. <laughs> so to pay attention, I'm here. If I think here is bad, I need to rethink here. I need to re-envision here. Because if I think here is bad, I'm going to call you on the phone and say, Oh, I'm in a bad place. Oh, and then, and then maybe I can influence you so that you could also be in a bad place. And we could share it, and then we'll compare to see who has the worst bad place. 
And then we'll invite a friend to lunch to, talk, to try to convince them and get them to agree. We're in such a bad place. How many people get on the phone and talk about politics, get talk about world events, get on to talk about, oh, we're in a bad place. I, 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 I love that all the parties now are saying it's never going to be America again. Everybody. That, that's, it's like that's the new campaign. Vote for me because you should be afraid. Come to my church because you should be afraid. And it's like, I, want the, I wanted the church that told me, you are good. You don't have to be afraid. And if there is such an animal, I want the political animal that says, you don't have to be afraid. You're good. And your brother and sister are good. And it doesn't matter who they vote for. They're good. Spread the word. Spread the word now. All your brothers and sisters are inherently good, and so are you. So vote for whoever you want to vote for. You're not going to take away that good. You're not going to diminish God in any way. You're not going to diminish the Christ awakening you in any way, unless you forget. So find people to help you remember the good that you are. Go to the church that reminds you of the good that you are. Hang out on the phone with people that remind you of the good that you are and know that it's also your responsibility to remind them of the good that they are. You know, it's all that, that back to where or back to what and from where, it's here. It's always here. It's always been here. So it will always be there. Because no matter where I go, here I am. Well, there you are. So, you see, I can go to Europe, and uh, I'm still there. And if I do something with what I think is wonderful, like Europe, and I keep the same kvetching, the same complaints, the same self-loathing, then why did I go to Europe? Why, why did I do that? If I, I call, you know, if I call someone to say, let's go to lunch today, it's because I want to lift up. I want to be reminded of the good that I am, and I, I want to do the reminding. And that doesn't mean we never gossip or anything, but nevertheless, we're, we're not there to bring our miserable selves down. We want to lift up. We want to be reminded. We're looking for the the light. We're always looking for the light here. The Christ awakened in me. We're always looking for it, even through... I've told some of you this story before. Years ago, I went out to lunch with my friend Joy, and she is aptly named. And I had just started studying Unity, and she and I were always in a Tuesday morning class together, and we'd go for Chinese afterward. And one day, we were sitting there, and I was going off about something. I have no idea what anymore. That's what I've forgotten now. But it was not positive, let me tell you. And she just sat there smiling at me. And then I talked a little bit more. And she just sat there smiling at me. And I thought, when's she going to roll the dice and play too? And she wasn't going to that day. But she didn't criticize me either. She didn't say, cancel, cancel, cancel. Mm -hmm. She wasn't worried that I was going to bring her or the world down. She was going to let me run out of steam and uh, awaken to the good that she knows I am. It was a very kind and loving gesture on her part. She didn't need to worry for my soul. 
She knew my soul was just fine, and she didn't need to worry that I would bring her down. I, 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 I've heard more people say, I don't like negative people. And it's like, because they're a mirror of you. That's why. You know, some of those negative people, I can't hang out with negative people. They're too negative. They're, hello? <laughs> mirror, mirror, mirror. And, 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 and you try to point that out to some of the people who have studied with me over the years. They don't care for it. Uh, but to, do you want to be healed of the very thing you would accuse someone else of? Uh, if you want to end racism, you've got to stop being a racist. And many people at racists don't know that they are racists. Uh, if you want to heal negativity, you've got to heal your own negativeness, your own negativity. If you want to love, you've got to embrace your loving self. If you want peace and joy, you've got to embrace your peace and joy. If you want wealth, you've got to embrace your current wealth right where it stands. If you want the good that you claim, you don't have to go anywhere for it. So we don't have to journey to another land except in our mind. And that's why we did this today. Let's just look at a little of things. Each new level of awareness carries the formal, former level with it. We do not forget what we have learned. That's why people who have uh, drank and they had healing, they had recovery, and they should relapse, they didn't lose what they gained in recovery. They, it, when they decide it's time to dig more deeply into recovery, they can bring all that wealth of information and understanding with them, not for intellectual satisfaction, but because they know within their body experience, oh, sobriety is possible. I just forgot for a minute. And, and to go from there, it's the kind, it's the loving rather than, oh, I've lost everything. No, we didn't lose everything. We still have it. We just don't have a day count. And our day count is, is, is pride. It's really a lot, a lot, many of us do not relapse because of the pride in our day count. We don't want to give that up. And that's fine. Nothing wrong, I think that's where pride works in our favor. So in the last one, as we are being drawn into new or expanded levels of awareness, we often revert to old behavior until we become fully identified with the new state of consciousness. So I'm going to read one last thing from here. This is from the book of Acts. Chapter 13, verse 1. And it says, When you have set aside your fear and your desire for the world, I will call you to follow a path with me. I've said this will, this will seem to be a unique path. I've said that the path will be given to you one step at a time, and I have shown you that the path comes to you through your own willingness to walk the path with spirit. So when your calling comes and seems to begin to lead you in a direction that is unknown to you, rejoice and celebrate. Know that you are being led into the unknown through your own desire and your willingness by your one holy spirit. Finally, Buddha says, you are far from the end of your journey. The way is not in the sky. The way is in the heart. See how you love. Thank you. <laughs>